People who are consumed with their own power are usually unconcerned about justice. Their goal is to retain whatever power they have, and concern for the truth is pushed to the side. This is true even when those in power profess to follow God. There's no better illustration of this than when Jesus stood before Annas, the influential former high priest of Israel. Justice was not a priority. Stephen Davy called this lesson an arrest at midnight. For centuries, children have been singing little nursery rhymes that, over the course of time, have lost their original meaning. For instance, many children know some version of the poem that originated from the streets of London, England, many years ago. Ring a ring of roses, a pocket full of posies. A tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. Now, that little rhyme was written in the mid-1600s during the epidemic known as the Black Death. And each phrase of that little chorus refers to a symptom. Ring-a-ring of roses was a reference to little red rashes that would develop on the skin. A pocket full of posies referred to the belief that Evil smells were the poisonous breath of demons which afflicted people with the disease. So if you, if you stuffed your pockets with posies or flowers, you could somehow avoid the disease. A tissue, a tissue referred to the sneezing that accompanied this plague. And the last phrase, we all fall down, meant that if you got the plague, you died. Well, now, today, it's just this little innocent rhyme that Children can, can sing as they play hopscotch or, or jump rope. But centuries ago, it was a little song of, of great sadness and grief. You know, as we approach the gospel passages that describe several court appearances of Jesus, it, it's really easy to skim over the words and not think about the original depth of horror and sadness the Lord endured. We typically race, you know, to the crucifixion, and then we race onward to the resurrection without taking much time to look at these illegal trials of Jesus and what it must have done to hurt him as his nation treated him so shamefully. John's Gospel picks up the timeline and tells us what happens next following the arrest of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. So uh, today we're in John 18, and the Lord is, is led from the Garden to really nothing less than an illegal, corrupt trial. We're told here in verses 12 and 13. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First, They led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now, you noticed here that instead of taking Jesus to the current high priest, Caiaphas, they bring him into the wealthy estate of Annas. They're evidently following orders here as Annas, he, he he wants the first look at this Galilean carpenter that's caused him so much trouble. And and it's really not hard to understand why. Annas was the most powerful Jew 
in the land. He'd served as the high priest about 20 years earlier, yet he he still had control of virtually everything religious in Jerusalem. He controlled the temple system, the selling of sacrificial animals, the exorbitant money-changing practices where the people were charged terribly to just worship in the temple. He's even referred to by the title high priest in this passage here. You know, when Jesus overturned the tables earlier and threw all those money changers out of the court of the Gentiles in the temple, he was exposing the corruption of religion there in his nation's uh, capital city. And really, he's exposing the corrupt leadership of this man named Annas. Now, the Old Testament law called for the high priest to serve his entire lifetime. Uh, But by the time of Christ, the Roman government had begun appointing high priests who were sympathetic to the Roman Empire. They wanted somebody that they could control. So whoever served as high priest was really a man who'd sold out. He didn't represent God. He represented the Roman government. Well, several years earlier, Annas had been replaced by Rome, but he had exerted enough influence to ensure that five of his sons, as well as now his son-in-law, Caiaphas, would serve as high priest. So this this family is kind of like what we think of as a mafia family today. They were the mob bosses of organized, corrupt religion. So Annas wants to meet this carpenter who's caused him sleepless nights, you know, probably a bad case of high blood pressure. Jesus was the nightmare that Annas had wanted to get rid of for a long time. Well, now here in verse 19, we're told, the high priest, Annas, then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. And Jesus answered him, I've spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together, I've said nothing in secret. (laughs) The Lord essentially says that the high priest's questions have already been answered because he had taught openly. Jesus did nothing in secret. And by the way, this was an implicit accusation right to the heart of Annas because he's holding this secret midnight hearing, which was illegal. You can be sure that everybody's tuned in now. Everybody knows Annas is a crooked, cheating embezzler, and they've all probably been bribed or threatened by this old hypocrite. Well, now they see this very simple carpenter putting Annas in his place. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, nobody does that to Annas. In fact, somebody, you know, quickly comes uh, to the former high priest's rescue here in verse 22. When Jesus had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand saying, is that how you answer the high priest? Well, he knows the high priest, this crooked judge, has just been royally exposed and embarrassed. And he literally punches Jesus in the face. Well, Jesus responds here in verse 23, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Some time ago, I asked a man in our church who's a federal judge, what would happen if a defendant accused the judge of something and the bailiff turned and punched the defendant in the face? 
Well, this judge told me that the bailiff would be on trial himself in the very near future. This was so corrupt and illegal. And that didn't happen here, did it? In fact, verse 24 tells us that Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the current high priest. This is really another way of saying that Jesus proved to be too much for old Annas to handle. The Lord's words had pierced right through this religious hypocrite. So now Jesus is probably nursing a bloody nose. He's taken in the middle of of the night to another man who, by the way, is equally corrupt. And the illegal trials of Jesus continue. I remember reading some time ago about a little boy named Michael. He was in Sunday school class in Rochester, New York, and he listened as his teacher described this scene we've just looked at. She noticed that she had Michael's undivided attention, and when she finished, she asked, does anybody have any questions? And Michael shot up his hand, and he said, I just want to know one thing. Where were the police when all this was going on? Let me tell you, beloved, the police were in on it, too. And the irony is that the Jewish people prided themselves on their legal system, especially their Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin, the body composed of 23 priests, 23 scribes, 23 elders, plus the high priest. They did everything by the law. You might recall from our study in the Gospels that Jesus repeatedly told his disciples that he would be delivered to the chief priests and scribes, and they would condemn him to death. Well, he's, he's referring to the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court of Israel, before whom he would stand. And he knows that he's going to be unjustly condemned. Can you imagine the justices of the Supreme Court of the United States descending from their benches and coming around to begin beating a prisoner accused of blasphemy? Well, in our next wisdom journey, the Sanhedrin will do just that. They'll descend upon Jesus, spit in his face, slap him, and curse him. Let me tell you who the real blasphemers were on this night. All these religious leaders from the front office to the back alley, so to speak. They were all corrupt. They were all committed ahead of time to one thing, putting Jesus to death. Have you ever heard of this prisoner standing in these illegal trials here? Did you know that Jesus surrendered his rights to a fair trial so that you would never have to stand trial before God? Did you know he faced the wrath of hypocritical men so that you would never have to face the wrath of a holy God? Oh, I hope and pray today that you've given your life to this innocent man, this holy lamb of God, the son of God who died for you. Well, until our next journey sets sail, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson an arrest at midnight. Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. He's teaching through the Bible in this series called The Wisdom Journey. 
From the very beginning of this ministry, Stephen has said that we are empowered by prayer. We're convinced that that's true. Our desire is to provide Bible teaching resources that are faithful to Scripture. As the Word of God goes forth, the Spirit of God takes the truth of His Word and uses it to bring about true and lasting change. Only God can do that, and that's why we need prayer. I invite you to join our global prayer team and pray for us. You'll find information about the global prayer team at wisdomonline.org forward slash prayer. We post occasional updates on specific ways that you can pray for Wisdom International. We also want to pray for you. We have a team of people who pray for the requests that come in. That website includes a way for you to send us your prayer needs. Learn more about this at wisdomonline.org forward slash prayer. Then join us next time as we continue the wisdom journey. 